On today's show, KB is going to do his best to give a non-spoiler review of Spider-Man Far From Home and how he thinks it will affect Phase 4 of the MCU. And the reason he's giving a non-spoiler review is because I have yet to see it. I did see a recent Spider-Man movie, Into the Spider-Verse, on Netflix, and I'll be giving my thoughts on that. Speaking of Netflix, I will be giving a non-spoiler review of Stranger Things Season 3, which is breaking all kinds of Netflix records. Lastly, we will be discussing the abrupt conclusion of the Walking Dead comic book series. All that and a KB birthday surprise on this episode of Free Your Geek. And welcome to Free Your Geek. I am your host, Jay Free. And And as always, KB. Okay, and KB, welcome to episode 71. I don't even know what the silly name or the the funny name I'm going to try to give it, the punny name, if you will. (laughs) Um, But we have a a little bit to discuss today. Uh, This is episode 71 of the podcast. We have a lot to say without saying nothing. Exactly. We're going to try to do our best to be non-spoilers for a lot of geeky things that have come out. But before we get into that, KB Something happened to you recently. Um, some there was there was an event that happened to celebrate something. Ay ay ay! What? I thought it was over. No, no, but just <laughs> t- tell the listeners what happened. It's my. It was my birthday. It was KB's birthday. So before we go on, I have a little special Not surprise. Only was it KB's birthday? It was KB's fortieth. KB turned the big four zero. So my friend, oh. my co-host, happy belated birthday. Ah, Jay Free, you shouldn't have. Look it's it's that. a little big. I had to get I had to get it because it's gonna shrink. Look but at, look at that, a picture of. I don't need a picture of. Never mind. Um, no, so it's, it's okay. Really cool. So it's, 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 it's there's an explosion in the background, yeah. and there's Deadpool and Boba Fett uh, doing a fist bump in in the foreground. So yeah, that's pretty sweet, man. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Yeah, I figured. Uh, I, I ordered a bunch of shirts, and uh, they said, "Do you want this extra shirt?" And I'm like, "You know what? I had to get it in the same size I wear, so it might be a little bit bigger for you, but." Um, uh, I'll just put on, I'll just put on 20, 30 pounds or, or just, or just, or, first of all, that's rude. I'm taking my shirt back. But secondly, I was just going to say, wash it a couple of times and it would shrink, but you have to be an ass. All right. With that out of the way, um, let's, well, cause this looks big even on you. Yeah. So. Oh, thank you. Now, see, now you're trying see, to backpedal. No, no, no. I appreciate not backpedaling. that. I'm backpedal serious. Jones I'm over serious. here. Um, so anyway, we got a couple things to talk about. I'm going to yes, l- let KB take the reins. We're going to first talk about a movie. That has uh, made its way into theaters, uh, crawled its a way. A little movie. Crawled little, its way, if you movie. will. You know? um, it's not, it's, it's Peter Parker, but in Europe. Mm-hmm. And it has a lot of the fallout from uh, Endgame, which if you haven't mm-hmm. seen Endgame, spoiler warning, because I'm sure we'll discuss that. Um, however, KB is going to do his best not to spoil 
uh, the big twists and turns of a little movie called Spider-Man Far From Home. He's going to give his thoughts, and I, I believe, KB, you said you've, how it might affect... The- I, com- I commented on it that this may be the beginning of the down period for the MCU. Okay, and we'll, we'll, I want to get your thoughts on that. So let's uh, let's just give an overall impression, because I've talked to a couple other people. Uh, Scotty Madera's friend of the show, yep. hated it, yep. which was interesting. Uh, Joe Amaral, Loved it. So, I, yeah. you know, two friends of the show, two uh, vastly different opinions. So I'm just I, I'd love to hear Scotty's opinion, but also Scotty's not the comic book buff that a lot of us Well, Scotty, are. basically, <laughs> in a nutshell, yeah. Scotty said it was a G-rated version of The Avengers without giving too much away. That's, that, that's pretty much an accurate statement. Um, there are things with this movie that just... It just... I, and we talked about this on our previous uh, previous show is that the MCU without having that that big story behind it um, doesn't necessarily you know uh, make you want to come back for more. In other words, like this was the end of the last phase, and we have nothing coming up really. Let's let's face it, there's nothing really coming up, right? Um, and it's just like where is everything? And just some of it was very special effects are amazing. I will give it the special effects, uh, the Mysterio stuff. Jake Gyllenhaal did a good job, so that was fantastic. Um, people saying that Zendaya and Tom Holland had like this, this, this uh, on-screen chemistry. I didn't see it, and that was kind of one of the things a lot of people were talking about is that they had this great on-screen chemistry. To me, it was no different than. So we see from the trailers, yeah. just to kind of paint the picture, we see from the trailers yeah. that Peter has wants to basically tell MJ he has feelings mm-hmm. for her, and we know that she kind of knows that. Yeah, yeah. we uh, you know she she might have she might return those feelings. We saw yep. that in Homecoming. She was very, um, uh, for lack of a better term, kind of staring at him, paying mm-hmm. attention to him, making you know kind of making comments about his choice and his life yep. and. And whatnot, and it's almost like kind she's, of a be- kind of kind of just like a ballbuster kind of, yeah, a but, ball buster uh, but flirting. also somebody that yeah might yeah. have a kind of a crush or, yeah. or like something a little yeah. bit more for him. The kind of crush you'd see in high school, right, right. The so way, the way people, so react. the chemistry you feel wasn't there, and not in as far not from as him. the way people were describing it. I didn't think it was. Um, I I didn't think it was like any different than you know the chemistry. Now they didn't have as much screen time together on you know Homecoming, but it just to me it just didn't feel like the ultimate screen pairing like people kind of described it so a little sour on that um no stan really really when you think about it it just something's missing a little sprinkle a little sprinkle of magic dust is missing i, I you know i i wish that you know he was still here obviously he couldn't be <laughs> but uh i feel like there's just something about this movie where i just felt underwhelmed when it was over like usually at the end of an MCU movie, I feel a little overwhelmed by what's coming, by in in the extra scenes at the end, you know, the post credits and things like that. I feel overwhelmed by you know a good ending to a great story. I didn't feel any of that in this. I'm not saying it was a bad movie. I'm saying like I just didn't feel that 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 good solid feeling of excitement that I've that I did in the other movies. I almost think it's like. To me, maybe to some fans, maybe not not all fans, but to some fans, when you do when you do a movie like like Endgame, the follow up for people there there are people that are saying, well, this was better than Endgame. That is that is insane, you know. Uh, so to me, when you're following up from a movie that's so massive, 
maybe it is going to be a little underwhelming to some people that see it. Well, I, and I guess yeah. to, to that point, though, I'll say that maybe it's maybe there's an issue with the ex, not not even an issue, but maybe there's they needed to manage expectations mm-hmm. a little bit better. Yep. Um, to me, and again, I haven't seen it, so I thank you for not like spoiling it. Yeah, or trying, trying to, not to, and, and you're doing a good job. But I, my my thought is, is is like anything, any good book. You know, you have like Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. You have something at the after the end of the main story, the conclusion, mm-hmm. where all the then you have that one chapter, the epilogue. You know, that's mm-hmm. kind of like the the after, like just tying up all the loose ends yep. type of thing. So I'm wondering, and you can tell me if I'm right, but I'm assuming if this were, were a book. Would Far From Home kind of essentially be tying up some of the loose ends of the overall story and then set the stage for the next book, the next phase? I, I didn't know. No. And that that was another thing. It's like it, it 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 helped. It tied up the it tied up the way Peter Parker felt about Tony Stark. Like it tied up that part. It tied up that relationship. Like, like that relationship. It tied it definitely tied that up. Hands down. They focused on that. Um. Some some great comments. I know you, you are so great at quoting things. So when you see it, I'm sure you'll yeah, I'll be seeing you'll, it you'll approximately uh, four days. But um, but yeah, so it's just like that was really good. Happy Hogan being in it was pretty cool. Um, John Favreau, yep. he 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 brings it in every movie he's in yep. in the MCU. Just yep. The- and uh, uh, Marissa Tomei, you know, is Aunt May. She she was good too. Uh, some of it was a little corny and over the top as well which i guess can be expected but uh where i'll give it like the a plus was the special effects because the mysterio stuff like they pulled off in the hydro man stuff like they really pulled that off multi-man maybe not so much but um and seeing how it was all done how mysterio does this stuff um is really really interesting in the whole story and uh it's interesting but like i said i just felt i don't know what it was i felt like underwhelmed like Okay, if this is what we got now, what are we getting going forward? Is this going to be a downtime for the MCU until they can get that next great story, that next big story that's lingering in the back that attracts everybody to the next film, regardless of if they like that character or not? You know what I mean? Like the Infinity Stones, right? Like we, we, we were constantly looking for the next clue on where an Infinity Stone was. Right. We, are they going to be able to find that again? Or was this whole 10 years like lightning in a bottle because they hit the right storyline? Well, I'll say this regarding the Infinity Stones. We didn't know all these weapons were Infinity Stones until, I believe, Thor Dark World, until the Ether. Yeah. Because they brought it to the Collector. Yeah. And, and that's when I believe that's when they called it. And correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, just let me know. But I believe the first instance where we got. Um, kind of the idea that they was were Infinity Stones were, was Thor: The Dark World with the mm-hmm. Ether or the Aether, but um, I could be wrong with that. Um, but to your point, I know we're doing a black. The Black Widow movie is probably going to be the next one. I believe. And, and that, what? And that's the thing. Like, what does that kick off? Like, what? What? what but, big story. And I mean, we off? can speculate. Maybe it's not going to kick off a big story. Maybe it's going to kick off. Um, you know, we, we've seen the scrolls and back in the eighties, this is taking place in the past as well. Maybe we're going to see more aliens on earth. Maybe we're going to see, cause I know we got another guardians. We got another black Panther. We got another doctor strange. All that stuff. I'm assuming we're going to do another Ant-Man and the wasp or, or something. And where are they bringing all these new characters? Kevin Feige is talking about. Well, we, we have a couple other movies. I don't know them off the top of my head, but we have the, the one that's shooting the, is it Japanese or. 
I'm gonna make. I'm gonna look this up. They're, in the, they're, during there's the a break. Japanese comic they've been doing now. Arrow. I don't know. I know they're doing thinking? a movie. They're doing a movie. Maybe. I don't know. And they're doing the uh, Celestial movie. Okay. So I think uh, that's going to be another big thing. And then maybe we're going to get more hints in the Black Widow. Maybe we're going to get more hints yeah. in Guardians. Because again, we 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 want to talk about the first ten years. Thanos didn't even come into play until what Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. So probably what. So that was like a couple movies in, right? So that, what phase was that? Like phase phase two? two, or maybe even toward the end of phase one. I don't know. But I think the speculation always was the Infinity Stones in all of that, though. In that time, I'd, I'd give you that. But I, I also want, like you know, again, they have plenty of movies based on their track yeah. record. You know, Captain uh, Iron Man, Captain America: The First Avenger, Thor. That seemed to have stood by themselves at the right. time. Right. So yeah, maybe the, maybe saying. we're going to be doing Working other. You know, again, there's been, we, we talked about it a couple episodes back. Actually, the last episode, episode 70. So, spoiler, if you haven't listened to that, they might be introducing a new Black Widow in the Black Widow mm-hmm. movie who might be moving forward. We know yep. Carol Danvers is still going to be out there after Endgame, after yep. all this. So, maybe, you know, maybe there's going to there's gonna definitely be a new team of no Avengers. No way they're not doing a Captain Marvel too. Right. Or, or you know, maybe, uh, again, with the Disney Plus streaming service with uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Maybe will he be Captain America version or will it be just Falcon? But we have a new Captain America going forward. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with Thor, but we have Valkyrie now. Yep. So I, I mean, there's there's theoretical replacements, if you will, for each yeah. of these major characters that we've had. So again, moving forward, um, I don't know. I think the sky's the limit. I think it's just what they're what they're going to bring in. It's a matter of time, too. Yeah. You so know. KB, why don't you do if you can do. Uh, maybe three things that you think that the movie was really good at and a couple of things, maybe a handful of things, two or three things that you would like to see if you could redo it, mm-hmm. you would have done a little bit better. Uh, the special effects, which I mentioned multiple times, uh, that would be number one. Number two would be the tying up the Tony Stark, uh, Peter Parker relationship. That was, that, that was a really uh, interesting part of the movie. Um, and the and the and the third was you know it, it had its comical moments, uh, it wasn't overdone, wasn't underdone, um, so yeah, so I guess those would be the three things, the three worst things, um, without giving it away, uh, it's hard to it's hard to say the three things without giving it away. Okay, um, so maybe- I'll, I'll, here's what I'll say. I'll say the the post credit scenes, uh, both of them I was not a fan of. I would have changed those, and I'm not going to spoil those because they're they're very um, interesting. There's one after the main credits, and there's one after the all the way to the end credits. Um, so that's one. The other thing I would say is the acting job of some of the the the, the side cast, like the teachers on the trip and stuff, was a little too corny, too 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 silly so, so you thought the humor was yeah skewed a, a little bit it's like the humor is good with certain characters but like like the main characters and in, in, in like aunt may and those in those characters but like the the humor with like the it, it was like the teachers were trying to be humorous and they just come off corny um and then the third thing you know i, I like i said the third thing I, I i can't give away something else without I can't come up with a third one. I'm giving away. All right, so maybe next week on the the next pod, you'll tell it. You'll maybe we'll use that as like a a a tease. What's going to be the third thing KB would would uh, change? And I'll see it by next pod. So we'll we'll talk about. Yeah, we can we can five minute that thing. Uh, I'll just I'll just finish up. Uh, Overall score, I did not say it was a bad movie. 
I just said I thought it was the beginning of a, a downfall or a downtime for the MCU. It's like an eight to me. Out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. Like eight it's out of not. 10. It, it, it's if you want to, you know, if you if somebody wants to give it an eight point five, I'd be like, okay. But it's not to compare it to Endgame is. How about absurd. if we compare it to Homecoming? Comparing it to Homecoming, um, I liked Homecoming better. Okay. Personally, so so I don't so remember what I gave Homecoming. My, Michael Keaton is a better villain than Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh yeah, I think so. I think so. Very interesting. All right, I just want to follow up while, while KB was talking. I did look up uh, that Black Widow. Mm-hmm. The solo movies, uh, Doctor Strange 2. And that's the next one, right? Black I Black. believe so, yes. It's it's filming now. Uh, Black Panther 2, Guardians 3, yeah. uh, Eternals, and Shang-Chi, which I didn't oh, know. Oh, Shang-Chi, yep, that's, that's, that's the one. I yeah. couldn't think of, I, I don't know that character that yep. well. So no, I, I actually read that too. Shang-Chi, that, I don't know, that's that's bizarre to me. I'm sorry, that, that one I don't agree with. And they, some of the rumors are Captain Marvel 2 and then a sequel to Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yep, and Captain Marvel 2 is where they, they might bring in Miss Marvel and some other characters. So it would be interesting, but that's a long ways away. Well, one of the things to kind of segue into our next topic, um, one of the things that Spider-Man Far From Home talked about was the idea of a multiverse. <laughs> a multiverse where Jay Free doesn't see a movie for a what? For- Six months? Six months to a year. I, a year. I don't know. It's It's been a while. So, And that's a great segue too, KB. So so what KB is alluding to is, speaking of multiverses, there's another Spider-Man movie that deals with the multiverse, and it's called Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. It's an yep. animated movie. I never saw it in theaters. It dropped on Netflix a few weeks ago, and uh, I had some free time, so I decided to watch it, and I absolutely loved it. It's a little it's bit different. Yep. It's a little bit different. It's uh, some of the background and, and the, you know, if you have, uh, if you're prone to like epileptic seizures, you might want to be careful, yeah, but I couldn't imagine seeing that in 3d. Oh my God. It was so like, it was the music, everything else that kind of tied to it. It all hits. Um, let's just say that, and I don't know if it's tied to the main MCU continuity because um, in the beginning of the movie, when Spider-Man was introducing mm-hmm. himself, he basically, it looks like it is the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Yep. Because he talked about uh, <laughs> Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, and even the the walking down the street mm-hmm. dancing, you know, uh, emo dancing of yep. Spider-Man. And he said, let's not mention that. Um, one of the things I did like was how, um, and again, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, but it basically deals with uh, people with different, different people with the same spider powers from alternate dimensions um, we have our main continuity where Spider-Man in this universe dies. Yep. Miles Morales gets bit and becomes the new yep. Spider-Man. He deals with, he meets a Spider-Man from who's like 10 to 15 years older than the yep. current Spider-Man in his timeline. <laughs> Over, out of shape. Out of shape. Fat. Yeah, he's, he's, he, he's uh, having problems with MJ. I believe they're divorced or they're separated. And he's just like kind of like almost like a deadbeat Spider-Man. You have Spider-Man Noir. You have it's awesome. Yep, you have Spider Gwen. Yep, you have I don't know what I Spider Ham. Spider Ham, of course, and, and then S P D R. Yes, uh, and I don't, I'm not familiar with that character, so I don't know if you can speak a little bit to that. KB. Not, not, not really. really. Okay, but basically, it's the spiders living within a robot. Yep. Is that so? And this this yeah. young yeah, it's girl. It's a whole different. It's an yeah. anime. It's an anime style character. She just has the sense, and 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 yeah, and she's. It's actually a really cool concept, you know, and it's it's. It's basically a popcorn flick. The plot isn't like super in depth no. to me. Anyway, it's basically like you know they created Kingpin created this thing, 
It Isn't brings, it comical how big Kingpin is yes. drawing? You know who he's voiced by? He's voiced by Lee Schreiber, uh, who played yeah. Sabretooth in uh, yeah. X-Men Origins Wolverine, uh, which is fun, uh, a little fun fact. But, um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it's the, the animation is is a little over the top in some places, but again, it's for it's, it's for, to make it look like a comic book. Yeah, it's really really cool. And on the big screen, it was it was pretty fascinating. And the cool thing is, like, once you're introduced to all these new Spider characters, they do the same kind of spiel. Mm-hmm. All right, let me tell you the story for the last time. And and I'm the one and only Spider Man, yeah. and and it goes for each one. And then they brought in the continuity of all these different universes into the Miles Morales universe. And I just love the dynamic between Miles and his father, Miles and his uncle, Miles and Peter, Miles and Peter, Miles and, and Gwen. Yeah, there, there was so and and lots of sad moments in that movie. Yeah, and, it's, and Faith, Faith, my my daughter Faith, cried like so many times. Yeah, it's it's, it's you know you, you it's tend very to think. Well, the thing is, you you tend to think like, oh, it's an animated flick, yep. so it's it's not it won't take itself seriously, or even or even like you can't get as emotional because it's it's drawings as opposed to real human emotion that you can see they on screen. But mm-hmm. again, I think it just goes to show with like whether it's your facial expression or your your the acting of the voices, mm-hmm. as long as the with, tone, the music, yeah, the everything, tone, everything yeah. has it can it can tug on your heartstrings in different ways. You know, so I mean, there's parts where like Miles is failing. And it's just like you feel so bad for him when, you know, in spoilers, you know, because uh, if you haven't seen this, then you're me, then, then you're Jay free. And that's not a good thing. Um, but uh, then there's like there's parts where Miles is failing and they like kick him out of the team. Like it, it's so it's like heart. It's like sad and heartbreaking. Like he wants to do this and like totally, um, you know, just what are you going to do when they all kick you out? You know. Uh, the uh, the other thing that was really sad is the whole um, and huge spoiler here is uh, oh, what's his name the the Miles's uncle there the Prowler Prowler yes so Uncle Aaron when we find out that Uncle Aaron is Prowler and then Aaron dies he makes it well it's funny because you know for the crazy. story Miles kind of his father is a yeah. police officer. His, he more idolizes his uncle because he thinks his uncle's cool. They like they do graffiti, they tag things, and it's just you know you realize that the father, Miles's father, is trying to do his best mm-hmm. you know to raise his son as a police officer. I believe Miles' mother is a teacher. I don't I think I, so. Something like and, that. And um, yeah, the uncle you know is is basically the cool guy, mm-hmm. but he's also doing the evil acts and hurting people. Yeah. And once Miles discovers that, and the prowler actually captures the new Spider-Man, discovering. It's his nephew who idolizes him. Mm-hmm. He kind of has his like that that last minute like redemption where he's like, I'm not gonna do that and I'm not gonna hurt my nephew and then the kingpin basically slaughters him. Yeah. And again, that's his uncle that's Miles's Uncle Ben moment, if you will. Yep. Um, where he loses the loved one and everybody has that and I like how they they bring that in the movie. Everybody has their mm-hmm. Uncle Ben moment. Yep. In in each Spider Man from the different dimension explains that to miles you even feel bad for kingpin in the whole thing because all he and and that's that's the great point because why why do we feel bad for kingpin he's not a bad guy he just he lost his family his his wife and his daughter daughter right yeah daughter i think it's his wife and son oh son wife and son i I forget what the i forget how he lost them i disagree i disagree with the fact that 
you think he's a good, not a bad guy. I think he's definitely evil, but I think because I believe his family died when he was fighting Spider-Man, they were shocked and they ended up getting in a car accident yep. as they were running away from the monster that Kingpin yep. was. And he wants to bring them back. And he wants to find another iteration from another dimension to bring them back. And again, each villain is only as good as his his or her motives. And as motives go, that's not a bad one. Like, I miss my family. I want to bring them back. You can kind of sympathize. Let me quote Stanley. Dr. Doom's not a bad guy. He just wants to rule the world. There's no law against wanting to rule the world. <laughs> okay. Uh, what, what movie is that from, by the way? Uh, no, it was on an episode of uh, Comic Book Men. Comic Book Men, okay. He, he basically said to the guys, he said, Dr. Doom is, you know why Dr. Doom's not, he's, he's not a bad guy. He's not a criminal because he, he, he just wants to rule the world. And what's wrong with that? Everybody's thought of ruling the world at one point. That was his you know his take on it and i that's kind of how i feel about kingpin like yeah he's a bad guy but you know he's he's doing he's doing him you know um, he's just running organized crime and killing yeah, people but he yeah. just wants but his family back well, but what is it, what is dr doom done <laughs> yeah no you're not wrong you're not wrong so but overall i thought it was a very good movie the movie. soundtrack made it the animation made soundtrack's it soundtrack's amazing yeah it's it's great the other thing is that on the if you watch the if you had the blu-ray or the the uhd or whatever they do a there's a short opening of Spider Ham in his universe. Oh, that's like cool. Like Warner Brothers cartoon. It's like it's like five ten minutes. That's crazy. awesome. And it, it I didn't opens see that. Up that. Yeah, it's only on the the Blu-ray, but it's pretty cool. But it's, it reminds me of if you if, to go way throwback. It reminds me of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, <laughs> and then yeah. you used to have before like any of those other Disney like movies yep. like Honey I Shrunk the Kid. They would have like a five minute Roger Rabbit cartoon prior to yeah. the movie and I just I remember that so vividly I love that and that's that kind of harkens me now that you mentioned it kind of harkens me back to that time so I think that's pretty cool yeah no it was an awesome movie and I told you so yeah you were right you were right well we talked about Spider-Man far from home talking about Spider-Man he, he went he went to Europe mm-hmm. and then we talked about Spider-Man from different dimensions when we come back from break we're going to go to a different dimension the upside down and talk about Stranger Things season three we'll be back after this short break. Hey guys, I want to quickly tell you about 4041 Media. It is a collection of podcasts in the southeastern Massachusetts region, including For Your Geek, and we are proud to be part of the 4041 Media family. So check out 4041media.com to listen to For Your Geek, or if you happen to be a movie buff, check out Movie Theater Time Machine. Or if you want to know why the crazies do the crimes that they do, check out the Psych Your Crime podcast. 4041 Media, by listeners, for listeners. You let us in.
it's building something. No matter what happens, we have to stop him. Together. Now it's time. We are going to end you. We are going to end your friends. Then, we are going to end everyone. And welcome back to the Free Your Geek podcast. I am still your host, Jay Free. KB, still here. KB, still here. Now, KB, we've already talked about Spider-Man. We've already talked about other dimensions. Let's talk about the Upside Down for a bit. Now, I'm going to do my best not to spoil this because unlike me with Spider-Man Far From Home where I haven't seen it, or similar to me rather than... Question. Yeah. If you're watching Stranger Things in the Upside Down, isn't everything right side up? Yes, but then the kids from Hawkins are the weirdos and the monsters. So that's that's how it basically works there. But um, yeah, KB is yet to he's still he's still streaming Jessica Jones. Yeah, waiting which, for the wife. Yeah, so you know the the joys of being married. No 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 hate no hate KB. Um, we, but if you're married, you know what I'm feeling. Well, if you're married and you're a geek, you know what I'm. Feeling. I want to say that the views and opinions expressed by KB do not reflect those of Free Your Geek or the Free Your Geek podcast or Jay Free. Um, so what I want to say about this, though, is that I think this is the best season of Stranger Things yet. Cool. Um, I finished it last night. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's absolutely fantastic. We meet a couple of new characters, and there are tons and tons and tons. 80s references? Of all kinds of references. There's one character, without a major spoiler, um, he reminds me, when you see him, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. Think of Schwarzenegger in 84. Term, total Terminator, man. Total Terminator. He Jacket, looks. He right. looks like the he, and he's got. A, he's has an accent. Yeah. It's not uh, Austrian, as I believe uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is. It's Russian, but still, the whole thing is. It makes me laugh so hard because all I can picture as this guy is walking through the screen is he's the Terminator, and it's so funny. And there's another reference in episode eight for those that have seen it. I won't spoil it, but you'll know there's a. For those that haven't seen it. For those that haven't seen it, I won't spoil it. But for those that have seen it, thank you, KB. uh, There's a little uh, musical number that takes me (laughs) far, far back. um, To 1984? To to 1984, to my childhood. How old were you in 1984? Two. I was two. So... Well, okay. It's referencing a movie that I saw when I was a little bit older, but I saw it in the theater. I absolutely loved it. I actually have it on DVD. I'm not going to, like I said, not going to spoil it. But I do want to talk about um, one thing. Uh, Netflix tweeted out a little earlier, uh, actually on the 8th at 6.33 p.m., Stranger Things Season 3 is breaking Netflix records. 40.7 million household accounts have been watching the show since it was launched on July 4th of this year. Hmm. So Season 3, 40.7 million household accounts have been watching this show. More than any other film or series in its first four days. And as of yesterday, which was 7-8, so it was released on July 4th, mm-hmm. so a little four bit over days. four days later, 18.2 million have already finished the entire season. Wow. So it's, it's almost half of it's the It's almost half of the people, people that, that are, are streaming watching. it right now. That's crazy. And Netflix, that's weird because they don't release their numbers. Yeah. Well, they they I mean, never do. Well, we, we talk about from a, a geek perspective, we talk about the Marvel Netflix yep. series, you know, obviously Disney now owning it. 
you, you know, creating their own streaming service. Those mm-hmm. series are going to end up, you know, it makes sense why Netflix is canceling those series. Yeah. But something like Stranger Things, which is like doing crazy numbers That's right theirs. now. The writing, I think I wasn't a fan and I, I, I talked to a buddy of mine. I haven't, I didn't watch season two all the way through. Yeah. I got the three first three or four episodes, and it really wasn't gripping. So you me never as even much. finished it. No, but they did a recap of everything. And you're before. like, oh, that's all I need to know. I, you know, because didn't even. Uh, and have you? Did you watch season two? Yeah. Okay. So the whole thing. Been with, a long time though. Yeah, but the whole thing with like Eleven and that other girl that had similar yep. power. That other girl doesn't even have a part, and like, there's nothing to do with any of that. Really? It's yeah. It's all about like the creatures, the upside down, and and the relationships of all these characters we've come to know. Uh, we also get introduced, and this is not a major spoiler, but we get introduced to a new character mm-hmm. played by the daughter of Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman, and she is probably probably my favorite new character on the show. Because she's hot? No, it's not even, well, yes, but no. <laughs> uh, she's a gorgeous, gorgeous woman, but I yeah. just, her character is the absolute best. And for those that have seen it know exactly what I'm talking about. Her name is Robin. Okay. And for those that do not, when you watch the series, tell me I'm wrong. Um you might also say that Erica is the next best character in that show, and we'll, okay. we'll, we can we can discuss that later. a little bit later. But I give this nine point five out of ten. It's yeah. virtually perfect. I never give anything a perfect score, but this is a nine point five out I, of ten. I like easily. The, I, I like the eight episodes too. Yeah, eight episodes. They're like 50, 55 minutes yeah. each, so you can get it done. You can binge it in a day or two, or if you do it over the weekends, you know, yeah. two four hour blocks and 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 yeah. be done. So you know, with you and the wife, if you if it happens to be inclement weather, it's it's raining out. Yep. Guess what? Sit on the couch, cuddle up, throw on some Stranger Things, and uh, thank me later. Super creepy, super scary, super funny. The humor, oh my god, it's yeah. amazing. Everything to me just hits exactly the right way, and it's fantastic. That's that's great to hear because now I'm, I'm looking forward to it. One of the things that I want to want to bring up is that you notice that there's so many they try to just duplicate that formula of like the '80s kids riding their bikes with the one girl. It seems like seems like there's a lot of duplication of that in some other movies. And so, and like you're it, talking like for example, it like it it worked on its own, but still, you know, it was copying that formula. And I just feel like I don't. That that just makes me sick when people are just trying to like piggyback off of. Well, to be fair, using using it as the example, it was actually it's a it's a remake of yeah, the Steven, earlier yeah. movie. So, so obviously, so you the, can the, kinda... the characters are the same. But to your point, I think I think right now, it's like everything in Hollywood. It's like if something works, then you do it ad nauseum. Yeah, and I think that's that's kind of like the thing. I think. Stranger Things kind of has that perfect mix. You know, uh, you mentioned the one girl. Mm-hmm. Well, now we have a number of different yeah. girls in this group. Um, again, not giving anything away, but there's there's two major female characters of the kids to the four uh, main boys. Yep. Um, but then we also, you know, we have Nancy. Uh, mm-hmm. We have Jonathan. Mm-hmm. We have Steve, who are like the older, yeah. the teenager kids, the older siblings, if you will. And um, I think they integrate into the story so so well steve is probably my favorite character mm-hmm. and i love again he, he he has in my my opinion uh the best characterization the best moments of season three um and it's it's definitely worth your time if you haven't seen it yet the moment you have some free time if you're not binging anything right now i highly recommend stranger things season three and what before we uh finish that up what yeah. ep- what episodes did you say were the with the really good good three, ones that stuck out three season three episode three i think was where it really like gripped me like the story one and two was good. revved up yeah and then it's like they started oh my god like they're they're moving the yep. pieces now and then um the final I think, episode 
and then the final episode I will I will be man enough to say that I cried a lot at a lot of different parts not that that's necessarily a sad thing there were parts I was crying from laughter there were parts that I was crying from sadness there were parts that I was crying for just just happiness and, and joy ladies this is an emotional dude yeah I, hey whatever man um, I'm <laughs> definitely in tune with my emotion no but I will say without, without giving a lot of it away oh. the last episode was very emotional in many different ways no it's cool because it's, it's good storytelling and and that's that's what we talked about yep. before when we talked about uh, into the spider-verse on how mm-hmm. the voice acting this was all those kids the main ca- mm-hmm. cast of characters specifically I can't think of her name now uh, I have to look it up the girl that plays 11 yep uh Oh my god! I want to say it's uh, Bobby's. Oh my god! Um, well, anyway, talk about what. What do you hope to get out of season three? While I look this up, um, I just really hope to enjoy it. Like I, I've enjoyed the past two seasons. Uh, I really, really, um, I'm just looking forward to just all of it. I hate to say that, and it sounds like a silly opinion, but it's like you know, uh, I just, you know, I just think it's been one of those overall just great shows. Um. For me, though, like, I, I, I guess one of the things that I'm kind of thinking of is these kids are getting older. Yep. You know, how, how much, how many more seasons of this really do? But, or are they going to hand it off to these other characters that they're bringing in? Uh, I think a little bit of both, but I think if you really, like, if you really... That's what's tough with kids when you have, when yes, you have children actors. but I mean, the, the, the storyline is progressing as such. Ah, okay. So in the sense that, you know, I believe the first season they might have been like 11 or 12... And then, you know, the next season, season two was a year later. Mm-hmm. And then this one, I believe, is like nine or ten months later. Mm-hmm. So it kind of takes into account that the kids are getting older. And a lot of times the casting is older. Like these kids are older than the roles right. they're playing. Well, I want to say, for example, uh, uh, her name is uh, Millie Bobby yep. Brown. That's, that's She can rap, you know. She can rap for those that haven't seen the, was it Jimmy Fallon? I think so, yeah. It's pretty funny. I mean, but just the the level the for for a young woman her age, the acting chops that she has playing she, that what character. Is she 15? She was born in two thousand four, so she's going to be fifteen. She just turned fifteen. Okay, so but I mean, she's been doing it so for like say two yeah. three years. She's been doing it since twelve years old, like acting in this series, and she is so so good. She is so good. Winona Ryder is fantastic in this. Millie Millie Bobby Brown. Her 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 um. Her character, she just does great facial expressions for how yeah. Eleven feels. Yep, I, I I always love that about her acting. Yeah, she's great. She's great. Um, she's probably the the best actor on, in my opinion, the best actor in that series. Yeah. And if you watch episode eight and tell me I'm wrong, I wonder what those kids get paid per episode. That's a great question. I don't think Netflix releases I don't think that, they do. but I will say that if I know that streaming shows are like you know they they are up for awards and whatnot, I would love to see her win an award. Yeah. For this, for like a supporting actress, because I think the top billing is Winona Ryder, mm-hmm. and I think she may uh, Millie Bobby Brown. Millie Bobby Brown, I think, gets like maybe the fourth or fifth like credit. Credit, yeah. So I think if, if it's a supporting actress, supporting actor, I I would love to see her at least nominated for it because she was yeah. phenomenal this season. And I say, again, go watch it. And then if you have to disagree with me, you happen to disagree with me, hit me up on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook for your geek on all that. And tell me I'm wrong, and I will have a very spirited debate with you as long as you keep it PG thirteen, uh, not even PG thirteen. Just keep it, keep it respectful. Yeah, dignified. If dignified. you will. Yeah, just don't be a dick. That's what I. That's what I say. So we talked about Spider Man. 
We talked about Spider-Man from different dimensions. We talked about the upside-down dimension that has a bunch of monsters. Let's talk about a different kind of monster, a zombie, a walker, if you will. (laughs) Now, KB, I know we kind of talked about this. You haven't read it yet, but the comic book series, The Walking Dead, ended abruptly to, to nobody knew it was coming. Everybody was like, oh, I can't wait for issue 200. I can't wait for this. Um, it was weird they stopped shy of 200. 193. Robert Kirkman stopped it at 193, even though they already had covers for 194 and 195. And I think those were um, kind of like teases. But 193, I think, is actually a triple issue. They combined yeah. all all three the, issues. The material from, yeah. And uh, it's a great send-off. I'm yeah. not going to spoil it if you haven't read it yet. Um, but if you haven't read what happened to some of the other major characters prior yeah. to this, it's you know it's basically a continuation. It's it's almost like if you were a fan of Lost, where yep. they had the flash forwards. This is basically a look into the future yeah. after these events happen and where everybody is. And uh, I think it's a great send off. You get to see some other characters that you didn't really think about, like what would happen to these people. Yep. Again, not going to spoil it, but now that time has passed. You're like, oh, this is the way this person turned out. That's interesting. It almost has a feel of uh, the Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. The 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 Frank it went out Miller. with a bang. Yeah, like Frank. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Like you see, like oh, what has happened to Wonder Woman? What has yeah. she become? Why is Superman a government, you know, stooge? And well, you know, what's yep. Batman all? Why is you know Oliver Queen missing an arm? What what is? Why is Batman so grizzled? You know, and uh, you see all this stuff happen, mm-hmm. and the way the world's turned out, it's kind of something similar from the Walking Dead perspective. Yep. And I think it's a it's a great way to end the book. It actually ends it on more of a high note than I would think because Kirkman in the letters pages um, basically said how he wanted to end it. Mm-hmm. And not this is not going to be a spoiler for the stories. It has no relation to it. But he wanted to end it on a statue of Rick. Well, have, a, have an image of Rick, then zoom out and then see the same image. But this time it's a statue and then zoom out even further and see a bunch of walkers all around saying that Rick tried to rebuild the future. He couldn't. And it fell apart Very again. Very glum. Yeah. And, and Very Kirkman's dark. like, he thought about it. He's like, yeah, I didn't want to end it that way. So the way he ended it was a little bit different. It gives you a little bit more hope for the future mm-hmm. um, in this universe. So I, I'm very interested to know what you think when you uh, read it. It'll be a while before I read it because I'll tell you what, I I still go to the comic book store every week. And I got there right when I got out of work, like I think like five, 5 o'clock I think I got there. I think 5 o'clock I got there. And uh, Newberry Comics, the manager's like, yeah, we sold out of those by 11 o'clock. And because I didn't know it was ending, I, I usually read The Walking Dead in trade. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't have it on my list. So, um, so yeah, so I don't know when I'm going to get to read it, hopefully soon. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's been such a great book and everything that's spun off of it, everything that's come from it. And do we know why he ended it? I haven't read anything. I, I don't think there was any reason given. I think he was – he – just felt it was time. I wonder, and not that I'm trying to be, you know, conspiracy theory or whatever, but maybe because the show is taking such a different path from the book, yep. they don't want to have that comparison or have people kind of understand, like if understand they, some of the story or, or try to guess where things are going per se. Well, because also the, they're, they're spinning off on the TV universe, you know, with the Rick movies and all this stuff. That they're right. Supposedly and they're, they're going to be, they're supposedly going to be doing another one, I believe in a different country with the walkers. Yeah. So it might get out of hand. Well, I think as long as it's bringing in, it's still like one of the highest viewed television shows. Yeah. And when you talk, I know a lot that has a lot of detractors of people that are saying like the show is kind of, for lack of a better term, jump the shark. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like it's not as good. It's not as quality as it was before. But when you look at some of the bigger shows that we've 
like Game lost. of Thrones. What is it? Game of Thrones. Game of the Thrones. End, I mean, like was... yeah, Game of Thrones ended. I mean, you know, even like some of the bigger like cult classics. Even I mean, I know we're not in the same time frame, but like. Uh, Breaking Bad, The Sopranos, yep. Game of Thrones. It all has to come to an even, end. Even yeah. some of like the most, even though I'm not a huge fan of it, but something like The Big Bang Theory, yep. you know, everything that's like widely viewed as like so popular, they're ending their shows. They're trying to go out on a high note, supposedly, mm-hmm. or uh, speaking, generally speaking. Yeah. So I figure if, you know, I know that this last season of The Walking Dead has been, to me, has been a breath of fresh air. I th- I've liked it a I lot better. I thought so too. So I'm curious to see where they go. I, I still got to get into Fear of the Walking Dead. I haven't started that yet, yeah. but with all the crossover characters now. Yeah. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to do a, a, a WBDC kind of thing where everything's connected, it seems like. Right. That, well, it's that, the same universe. So I mean, yeah. And and I, I, I can see that. I, I just feel like sometimes those things get out of hand. It's just like you know Game of Thrones talking about all these spinoffs that are going to come. It's like at what point? Is there just too much? But to, to to the earlier point we talked about when we were talking about um, you know Stranger Things with like the group of kids yep. and stuff and all the eighties and the nostalgia, if something works and it's popular, yeah, you're gonna want to kind of keep it around. But again, you kind of juggle that with quality of the story, and you know you want to tell your making story, it fresh, making yeah. it fresh. You don't want to like you know run out of ideas. You don't want to just plot along. You know, again, depending on how greedy you are, you know, you might want to be able to do that. If you can generate new ideas or characters grow organically, which leads to new stories, great. But if it's at the point where it's like, okay, well, these are the stories we have to tell because we're, we're following this pathway. Yeah. You don't want to make the story. You don't, like to your point, you don't want to overstay your welcome. Yeah. And you want the qu- quality to still be there. So I think with them spinning off all these different properties, they can kind of go on their own path without having to be compared to a comic book or anything else. Game of Thrones, the same thing mm-hmm. compared to, uh, you know, uh, George R. R. Martin's work. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, that's not the way it happened. And the book is so much better. Guess what? With all these, you know, backstories and spinoffs that have, haven't been told before, yep. we have a blank slate where we can do whatever we want. We just have to get from point A where we're going to be starting these, you know, uh, prehistory mm-hmm. to point B whenever we get there. We don't even have to necessarily make them match up. What's interesting is uh, Lauren Cohen, her show got canceled. So yeah, so what is it? Uh, Whiskey oh Cavalier. Yeah, so I watched it. It was fantastic. Yeah, people again, were upset that it got canceled, but it got canceled. So maybe she comes back into the fold. Maybe Maggie. Maybe that's again. Maybe she'll she'll be the they, shot of the arm. They, they just need. said she's in some other community or whatever. And especially especially since now we know that uh, Michonne is she's departing. only yeah she's only got like a couple episode run. I have to think that if Michonne's leaving, she's taking her son with her. Yep. What's going to happen with Judith? Judith will be a little older. Who she stay with? I don't know. Is she going to go with her mom, Aaron? Uh, we don't know. But that's what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe they write Judith off too. So now we need another child know, character, to or or not just, even a child, just but, like a, another leader. Yeah. I mean, you have Daryl. Yeah. But I mean, who Darryl, else? Daryl to me is not that type of guy. No, but I mean, who else? You have Carol. Yeah. You have Daryl. If you bring Maggie back, I think she could be the shot in the arm that people need. Yeah. Bring her back at the right time. So we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I was very uh, surprised with the, going back to the comic book, I was very surprised with them just abruptly ending, but I think uh, Kirkman did a great, great job for 193 issues, penning yeah. out the story, introduced us to some amazing characters such as Negan, mm-hmm. Princess, the Governor, Yep. Um, you know, the prison arc, uh, Herschel, like all of these different amazing, yeah. amazing characters. Um it's funny how amazing they are when they're they they they're just supposed to be regular people, right? 
and it makes him so amazing because of the story that is told. It's pretty crazy. It's well, it's what again? It's the Walking Dead. They are they are they are the Walking they dead. are the Walking Dead, and it's not about the zombie fight. It's about how they interact each other with the zombies or the walkers as like the the threat in the background, but really how they interact. Or as with they themselves. say in the comics, the roamers. The roamers, yeah, it's it's you know if we're gonna go back on that comic book and the whispers, the whispers. Think about like those characters, yeah. like that's a crazy concept. And we're we're in the middle of the whisperer war right yeah. now. Yeah, we know what's gonna be happening on the TV show. Well, yep. we have an idea of what's gonna happen in the TV show. So we still have at least, in my opinion, probably another two to three years of stories just from the comic books. Yep. So who's to say we don't know what's gonna happen in the future with the show? But as of right now, the comic series has wrapped up. And speaking of wrapping up, we are wrapping up this episode of For Your Geek. Ladies and gentlemen, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram, For Your Geek, on both of those. And then on Facebook, For Your Geek Podcast. I believe it's For Your Geek or For Your Geek Podcast. It's one of, type it in the search Just bar. Type it you'll, for you'll your find, geek. You'll, you'll find, find the logo. Uh, we're on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcast. Uh, we have a YouTube channel called For Your Geek. Uh, just check us out, follow us, like us, give us any uh, feedback. Jfreethegeek.com. Jfreethegeek.com. How, That's much, my how much have you been doing on that? You've been doing much with uh, that lately? Pretty much I've just been basically forwarding uh, everything I post to Instagram goes there. Uh, so I have pretty much a daily post on it every day. Yep. Uh, just a different picture. If you're not checking it out on Instagram, you can check it out on free, uh, jfreethegeek.com. And also check out our friends at 4041 Media. That's 4041media.com. For listeners, by listeners. And listeners, bye. <laughs> Maybe hit him with the catchphrase. Ciao and get your geek on. You're still here. It's over. Go home. <laughs>